0: The simplest description would be that revelation is the understanding that God initiates and reveals Himself to
1: us. What does that look like?
0: He does this in many ways. the The three most common ways that we find in the Scriptures, one is that um, God has revealed Himself through creation itself. So, mm-hmm. if we if we look at creation and we study it, we can actually learn things about. God's character, God's nature, but we're pretty limited in terms of what we can understand about God just through his creation. And a second way that God reveals himself and a primary way is by speaking. And this Mm -hmm. is kind of interesting because we think uh, sometimes we can think that God exists and the Bible exists, and these are almost two distinct things. But from the beginning, from Genesis chapter one, Mm -hmm. we see a God who makes himself known through words through through speech mm-hmm. that's the second way the third way is through his son jesus that god sent jesus into the world to be the image of god the exact representation of his nature and so when we look at and study jesus we actually get insights into to god himself <laughs> Welcome back onto the show.
1: Thanks. Good to be here.
0: (laughs) You and I had a conversation a few months back. I think it was June or July, and we started a series that we're calling Faith Foundations. And we're going to continue that conversation today. So back in July, we talked about four truths about Jesus. And today we're going to talk about Revelation (laughs)
1: <laughs> like the book?
0: <laughs> no, not the book of Revelation from the New Testament, but the principle the the concept of revelation which is God going out of his way to initiate with hum- humanity mm-hmm. and to reveal himself. So this whole series on faith foundations, it's it's essentially these are truths and uh, principles from the faith that make Christianity Christian. Mm -hmm. So without these things, whatever you end up with is something that's different from historical Christianity. So when we, when we talked about Jesus and four truths about him, several episodes back, it was because these are, you know, Jesus is the, the main character of the Bible. He's obviously the main character of the Christian faith. Mm -hmm. This conversation today on revelation is in some ways going to be even more foundational because one of the reasons why Jesus came to earth was to reveal God, and mm-hmm. so revelation is just a foundational um, understanding of who God is and how we can come to know him so that's going to be our top of uh, topic of conversation today. okay, so why don't we start with um really breaking down what we mean by revelation and so the the simplest the simplest description would be that revelation is the understanding that God initiates and reveals himself to us.
1: Mm-hmm. What does that look like?
0: So it, he does this in many ways. The, the three most common ways that we find in the scriptures. One is that um, God has revealed himself through creation itself. So mm-hmm. if, we, if we look at creation and we study it, we can actually learn things about God's character, God's nature, but we're pretty limited in terms of what we can understand about God just through his creation. And we'll kind of come back to that here in just a minute. A second way that God reveals himself and a primary way is by speaking. And this mm-hmm. is kind of interesting because yeah. we, we, we think uh, sometimes we can think that God exists and the Bible exists. And these are almost two distinct things. But from the beginning, from Genesis chapter one, mm-hmm we see a god who makes himself known through words through through speech
1: Mm -hmm. right
0: and so that's the second way the third way is through his son jesus that god sent jesus into the world to be a a the image of god the exact representation of his nature and so when we look at and study jesus we actually get insights into to god himself and so we're going to focus on those latter two in our conversation today that God makes himself known through speaking and God has made himself known through Jesus. Right. So we talked about this earlier in terms of the importance of, of God speaking. And one way to, to maybe visualize this is that if you and I didn't know each other, of course, we've, we've known each other for quite some time. <laughs> um, but if we didn't know each other if we were complete strangers and we were meeting for the first time we could sit down like this and we could just stare at each other
1: mm-hmm.
0: for an hour
1: right <laughs>
0: <laughs> so and we could learn some things about each other if we if we didn't speak if we just stared at each other mm-hmm. one it would be very awkward <laughs> yeah <laughs> and two it would be very limited in terms of what we could actually discover and, and know about the other person. So Mm -hmm. we see even in like human relations, if you really want to get to know someone, words have to be involved.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: So God has done this. God has spoken. God has begun to tell us about himself. And we find his words primarily in the scriptures. So A lot of what we're gonna talk about today is the nature of the scriptures and how we can come to know them. But we just wanna set the table by saying, not only does God exist, but he he wants to be known. Um, And the primary way that we come to know him is through what he tells us about himself. Just like the primary way that you would really get to know another person because God is a person is through what they choose to reveal themselves about you. This this really goes back to the idea that, um, you know, faith sometimes can be mysterious, but in some ways it's very practical. Yeah, because um, when you think about getting to know another person, you know, two things are really needed. One is they have to be willing to be known and they have to put effort into letting you in to who they really are. But then secondly, you have to be interested. So someone could want you to know them and they could want a relationship with you but if you just weren't interested or you didn't take the time to actually pay attention and listen Mm -hmm. to them you really wouldn't know that person and it's that way with with god
1: right you have to um you have to invest like energy and and time right effort
0: (laughs) yeah so and we we probably will come back to this, but the idea of God must reveal himself and, and we must respond.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So in Jeremiah 29, 13, the prophet tells us that, um, you know, speaking for God, he says, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Mm -hmm. And so that's the idea that our part in this whole revelation process is that God is speaking. God is making himself known but we can completely miss it if we're not seeking, if we're not interested in taking the time to to listen. So so that's really what we're going to talk about is how you can get to know God, how God wants us to know him. But maybe if I could have you look up and read a verse for us on this this whole uh, character trait of God, that he is a God who reveals himself. We're going to look at Acts chapter 17, verses 26 through 31. And we'll see here that this is not just a Christian belief. This is something that has been true about God from the very beginning. So Acts 17, if you could read verses 26 through 31.
1: From one man, he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. As some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. Therefore, since we are God's offspring, we should not think that the divide between or the divide being is like is like gold or okay, let I me mean, go back. Therefore, since we are God's offspring, we should not think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone an image made by human design and skill in the past. God overlooked such ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent for he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. He has given proof of this to everyone by raising him from the dead.
0: All right. So obviously there's a lot in here, but yeah. This is Paul speaking in the city of Athens. And he's speaking to people who were not as familiar with Jewish beliefs and Jewish culture and the Jewish faith. But he takes it all the way back to creation. And he lets us know that from one man, God made all the nations. And for what purpose? That they should inhabit the whole earth. And God did this so that they would seek him. So from the beginning, God is a God who puts people on the earth and he begins revealing himself, but people have to, have to be willing to seek for God. It says, God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, even though he is not far from any one of us. So this is what we believe about God and about revelation is that he's there. He reveals himself. He's not far from us and he can be known if If we seek him, he also talks about times of ignorance. And it says that in the past, God overlooked such ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. And what that highlights is that God has now revealed himself in such a way that anyone can know him and can become one of his people because he sent his son, Jesus into the world. So let's, uh, let's kind of launch from there into a conversation on how revelation works. So we talked a little bit about what revelation is, Mm -hmm. why it's important. So let's talk about how revelation works. And we were having a conversation before we started recording about how our scriptures are really divided into two, two main sections, right? Right. So we have the, the Old Testament, and the New Testament, right. And the another word for Testament is covenant. So I think it's a good thing for us to to understand is that when we think about the Old Testament you could substitute the word covenant and it's the same mm-hmm. it's the same Hebrew word. Mm-hmm. When we think about Old Testament we think um sometimes we we don't get the idea of of a covenant. I, I don't know when you when you hear the word testament what
1: here I think of like testimony. Right. Yeah, an account.
0: Yes. But and that's true, too. So that's why it it could be used. It's the same word. It has these these different shades of meaning. Mm -hmm. So the the Old Testament are the scriptures, the testimony that cover how God revealed himself and how he called people to respond Mm -hmm. under the Old Covenant, which he put in place through the prophet Moses. Mm -hmm. And the New Testament are it's the testimony or the, the, the scriptures, the insights that God wants us to know about himself and how he wants us to respond to him under the new covenant, which he has now instituted through his son, Jesus Christ. Right. So um, I don't know. I know your husband is a big fan of the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've ever heard of this, this thing called the NFL Players Agreement, Mm -mm. So every few years, the NFL Players Union will negotiate with the league and the team owners Mm -hmm. and they will hammer out an agreement. And this agreement is going to be what dictates how players and teams like the rules for how they're going to interact. So it'll set things like the minimum salary for a a rookie player. Mm -hmm. Like it can't be any lower than this amount. Let's just say it's three hundred thousand dollars. I don't know what it is. But for as long as that agreement is in effect, let's say that they they hammer out a new uh, NFL players agreement that's valid for the next five years. Then one thing you'll know is that any rookie in that next five year period is is not going to make any less than three hundred thousand dollars. And there's there's lots of of rules that kind of come through on that players agreement. I think that's. um, a good analogy to help us understand the old covenant and the new covenant and our, especially our relationship as new covenant believers with the, the Old Testament scriptures. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as a new player's agreement is put into effect, the old agreement is obsolete. Mm-hmm. So if the old agreement said that the max salary is $250,000 for a rookie player, it doesn't matter because that old agreement, which used to be in effect, is is now obsolete. Mm-hmm. And the relationship between the players and the league, the, the team owners, is defined by the the new players agreement.
1: So are you saying that the Old Testament is obsolete?
0: Yes. In terms of um, how we're required or called to to relate to God, mm-hmm. unless those ways have been reaffirmed mm-hmm. in the new covenant. So think about the players' agreement. What if the um, let's just say that the 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 substance abuse. So let's say under the old players' agreement, uh, mm-hmm. players were not allowed to use uh, performance-enhancing steroids. And in the new agreement, that was also affirmed. Like, okay, in the new in the new agreement, you also cannot use these performance-enhancing steroids. Right. But you would be limited by that not because it was in the old covenant or the old agreement, but because it's, it's been reaffirmed in the new. And so in the same way, um, we, as the new covenant people of God, we are to, to live and relate with him based on what we find in the new covenant. And sometimes that matches up with what was revealed and what was set forth in the old covenant, but many times it isn't. So if it is not reaffirmed, then we're not bound. So we, we don't have to offer uh, sacrifices, animal sacrifices, or or any kind of blood sacrifice, because in the new covenant, that has been upgraded. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because Jesus is our our singular blood sacrifice. So this is, I think, a helpful way that people can can think about our obligation to the Old Testament, the Old Covenant scriptures. Now, something though, that that we should keep in mind is that God has been revealing himself progressively over time. And we we see God reveal his person and his character and his purposes in the Old Old Testament or the Old Covenant scriptures. And so it's obsolete in the sense that we're no longer obligated to relate to God um, by those Old Covenant rules. It's not obsolete in the sense that we can't learn from it and it doesn't have value because there's so much that it teaches us about God and his purposes that's still relevant to us today.
1: Right, we can't just ignore, we don't have to read the Old Testament, like we should still study it, because it's yes, it's still valuable, valuable.
0: <laughs> and if we think about like what God's revealing, whether it's in the Old Testament scriptures or the, the New Testament scriptures, God is revealing primarily his person, So who he is, he's revealing his nature, his character. Um, again, this is describing for us who he is and and how we can expect him to act. He's also revealing his purposes and his plans. And so that gives us insight into what he's doing now, but also what he's going to do in the future. And all of those things we can discover as we read. Mm-hmm. Genesis through, through revelation. So we're going to talk a little bit more. We're going to get a little technical here. Uh, when we talk about the scriptures, again, we're talking about the scriptures because these are the, the words of God. So mm-hmm. I want to spend some time explaining how we ended up with these words, because it's very similar mm-hmm. in the old Testament and in the new Testament. So if I could have you look up another set of verses, this is in Hebrews chapter one, verses one through three. So in Hebrews one, one, verses one through three, and go ahead and read those.
1: In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe, the son, the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful, powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven.
0: All right. So there's so much that we can learn about God, Jesus, revelation. But let's just start at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and reread Hebrews 1.1.
1: In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways.
0: So what are some of the things that stand out to you from, from that verse?
1: God spoke to them mm-hmm. um, multiple times, several times, In it sounds like in different ways, which I'm not really sure what that means.
0: And how did he speak to them? What is it specifically? God spoke to our fathers oh,
1: through the prophets.
0: Through the prophets. No, it's good. I mean, all those things are really like. There's <laughs> I know, so it's much. It's like
2: everything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's so much we learn. First of all, we we learn that that God speaks, and He speaks often. That this is the yeah. primary way that He is revealing Himself. So the writer of Hebrews says that in the past God spoke to our fathers. So. This is not a new thing Mm -hmm. that that God would speak and reveal himself. He's done it throughout history to our ancestors. But it's also important that we understand that the way God does that is through the prophets. Mm -hmm. So when we think about the Old Testament, this is going to be a bit of an oversimplification, but the Old Testament is the words of God to his people through the prophets. Yeah. So when when God spoke to the Israelites, he didn't just blast out like a, a, a group text like yeah, I did you can get this like a morning. megaphone
2: from heaven <laughs> <laughs> right you can just get
0: a boomy voice from the mountain that that all the people would he, would hear now mm-hmm. that did happen uh, in Exodus and it was a one-time thing hmm. and the people said we don't want that we we want you Moses to go talk to God and then let us know let us know what he's teaching and God actually affirms that so in Deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 31 God tells Moses, he says, as for you, stand here by me that I may speak to you all the statutes and the judgments and the teachings which you shall teach them, which you shall pass on to the people of Israel, that that they may observe them in the land which I am giving them to possess. And so if we picture this, if we just try to visualize it, you've got all the people of Israel and you've got God. And what God is telling Moses is I'm going to separate you out from the, the, the millions. Mm -hmm. I'm going to separate you out. He says, but as for you, you stand here by me Mm -hmm. that I may speak to you all the teachings and the commandments that you will then teach to them. Mm -hmm. And so that's the model of the old covenant, the old covenant, the old Testament is that God would reveal himself by speaking to the prophets Mm -hmm. and some of those prophets, would pass on those messages to the people in writing. Mm -hmm. Now, some of the prophets, they got the message from God. They delivered, they spoke those messages to the people and we have no record of their their messages. So Mm -hmm. maybe like a good example of this from the old covenant is the prophet Elijah, a very important figure in the Old Testament and in the scriptures. But there is no book of Elijah that if you go to the Bible, uh, where you can just read a lot of the messages that God gave to him. Hmm. Um, so when God would speak to prophets, we we, we, we need to understand it in a, uh, a bifocal way. So go ahead and look up Romans chapter 15, verse four. And here's what I mean by bifocal. So when God would speak to uh, the prophet uh, Moses, mm-hmm. the, the message had an immediate uh, purpose, an immediate audience, which was the people of Moses's generation. And so he would speak those words to the people of his time. Or let's just say the prophet Jonah. God mm-hmm. had a message for Jonah and we just studied him mm-hmm. with our church, Paseo. We studied the book. Um, <laughs> so we've got a, a book of Jonah, but in terms of what um, God's message through Jonah was, it was very simple. He what was it, as you remember, Like, what was his message to the Ninevites?
1: Um, to repent or they would be destroyed in 40 days.
0: It, so that was basically like a one line message. Mm-hmm. But we've got four chapters mm-hmm. because the the story of Jonah was recorded in writing. So read for us Romans 15, verse four, because this will help us.
1: For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope.
0: So the idea here is that he says everything that was written in the past Mm -hmm. was written for who?
1: To teach us.
0: It was written for us, for our instruction.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So that's what I mean by bifocal. So in the Old Testament, when God spoke to the prophets it was for their generation, but if it ended up in writing, it was also for us. So anything that we have in the Old Testament scriptures, it's for us. That's why it was put in writing, mm-hmm. because those prophets had a message for their generation, but the words that ended up in writing were also for us, so that through the encouragement of the scriptures and perseverance, we might we might have hope. Hmm. Okay. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. So does that mean that you can read the Bible and apply everything that it says to you directly?
0: Definitely don't want to apply everything. Um, We should read all the scriptures, but part of what we want to discern is why was this recorded? And what does it teach me about God, His character, His purposes? And if there's a response required on my part, you know, what is that response? And that's why we want to read the whole Bible so that we, we put things in their, their proper context.
2: Mm.
0: But for, for now, I just want to make the point that God reveals himself through speaking,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but not speaking to every individual. So we should not, the application for us is that we should not be waiting for God to give us some sort of direct communication, a direct mm-hmm. voice from God into my life, because God has already spoken to us through the prophets. And so if you think of this picture, it's, it's God, the prophets, the people, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and we have the same, we learn about God through the prophets in the written word of God. Mm -hmm. Now the new covenant is very similar, but with a significant upgrade, because Mm -hmm. if we go back to Hebrews one, I know I've got you bouncing around (laughs) a little bit, but if we go to Hebrews one verses one through three, we're gonna see that it's the same basic concept of God speaking through a select few mm-hmm. to the masses mm-hmm. with with one important distinction. So go ahead and read uh, Hebrews 1 verses one through three again.
1: In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom Also, he made the universe. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being sustained, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven.
0: Okay, so long ago at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers through the prophets. Mm -hmm. But in these last days, he has spoken to us through his son
2: mm-hmm.
0: and his son is, ju- is not just another prophet, right? How does it describe him in, in verse two?
1: He is the exact representation of his being and he is the radiance of God's glory.
0: So in Jesus, we have the living embodiment of God's character, nature and glory. Mm-hmm. So Whereas in the, in the Old Testament, and the Old Covenant, the, the best you could get was the prophet describing God. Mm. In the New Testament, God comes to us through his son, Jesus, mm-hmm. as the full representation, the full revelation of God. Everything that we would want and need to know about God, his character, his nature, his purpose and plan is revealed through Jesus. So Mm -hmm. in the new covenant, it's God revealing himself through Jesus, who then gives his words to the apostles. Mm -hmm. And then the apostles record for us, the new Testament scriptures. Mm
2: -hmm. So does that make sense?
0: So the way we got the old Testament scripture is God spoke to the prophets and many of those prophets recorded God's revelation in writing. Mm -hmm. That is our Old Testament. The way we got the New Testament scriptures is God sent his son Jesus to be the living revelation of God and to pass on the the message that God wants us to know. Jesus revealed that to the apostles, and the apostles wrote the scriptures, Mm -hmm. the New Testament scriptures. And that's why We, with the death of the apostles, the, the canon or the, the limits of scripture were, were closed.
1: Right. We don't
0: have, we don't, we don't receive the Book of Mormon as Christian scriptures. Right. Because they were not eyewitnesses of Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) So the, the New Testament, the new covenant is, this is what we know about God as it's been revealed through his son, Jesus, and the teachings
1: of Jesus. Right. The apostles. Yeah. So that's why it's important to read both. And not just one or the other, because you might miss like a pretty, a pretty big aspect of who God is.
0: Yes, exactly. So all of this we're, we're putting into perspective, like, so, so God exists God reveals himself. He does that primarily through speaking, Mm -hmm. telling us who he is, telling us what he plans to do, telling us what he wants from us. Mm -hmm. And that is progressively revealed from Genesis through the New Testament. So all of scripture is is relevant for us because all of it is going to give us um, perspective and insight yeah. into to God, His character, and His purposes. And one way to think about this is, you know, there are 66 books in the the New Testament uh, or in the uh, Christian scriptures, and all of them are from God. So Second yeah. Timothy 3.16 says all scripture is... Is
1: God breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness?
0: Yes. Awesome. <laughs> awesome job. So two things we know about all scripture... Mm-hmm. From from Genesis through Revelation, two things we know. First, it came from God. All scripture mm-hmm. is God-breathed or inspired by God. He's the source. Mm-hmm. Secondly, all scripture is useful for us or profitable for us. It teaches us, it rebukes us, it corrects us, it mm-hmm. trains us in righteousness. So we want to read all 66 books. Mm-hmm. And one way to think about how the Bible helps us in its entirety is that every Every book of the Bible gives us a true and unique perspective
2: Mm.
0: on God and his purposes. Right. So when we read Genesis, we learn things about God and his purposes that we don't learn in the book of Nehemiah. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: But Nehemiah has new things to teach us about God and his purposes. Hmm. And so if you think about it like a a statue, Mm -hmm. um, like the famous statue of David,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you could actually walk in a 360 degree uh, circle around that statue and admire and learn from from this piece of art.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, whereas if you just walked up to it from one from one perspective and stared at it, it would it would be good. <laughs> you'd be mm-hmm. getting a, you'd be getting a good uh, view of of what the artist intended you to see, but you wouldn't be getting a complete uh, picture and appreciation. And So we want to read all 66 books of the Bible so that we get this fully formed understanding and appreciation for who God is and what God is doing. And the danger of reading in a a few books, like some people really like the book of Romans. And so mm. they'll read Romans over and over and over, and they may never get around to reading Ecclesiastes just because mm. you know, Ecclesiastes is kind of a downer. <laughs> <laughs> but you end up with a true but... Um, well, how do you say? You, you Like limited or... Yeah, a, a true but incomplete yeah. vision of an understanding of who God is. Right. And there, there's a danger there that you can have, you can end up having a distorted understanding of God and his purposes, because you're only looking at that one book. You're only looking at that one perspective. So I would definitely encourage people to have a plan that helps them read through the entirety of the Bible. And, um, you know, that might be, that might be a good way to wrap up the conversation is just to give people, well, if this is how God reveals himself and this is why it's important, what's the best way for us to, to seek him? hmm and I think an, an obvious first case is simply to read the Bible, <laughs> yeah and read through the entire Bible um, you know once a year. So I know reading the Bible is something that, that you've done. You know how, how do you think reading it has, has helped you uh, learn more about God and His purposes? and you, know, are there ways of reading the Bible that, that you find helpful?
1: Hmm. Well, I mean, imagine like if you had never read the Bible like. You know it it kind of you wouldn't know anything really, so I mean everything that I know about god i I know from the Bible <laughs> right so um and it seems like like with uh when we were studying Jonah, Shelton had us like read Jonah over and over and over, and it was amazing because every single time. You would pick up on something different and new, and it never like, I don't know, like it never felt like you were done learning from it. It was really interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were talking again a little bit before we started recording and, you know, you have two young children. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they watch Veggie Tales. Yeah. And we were talking about, you know, maybe share a little bit about sometimes reading the Bible versus, you know, what you, what you thought the story was about.
1: Right. Um, or even like their little like kid Bible will sort of like, it tells you like the Bible story, but it leaves out a lot of, um, the big, like, I don't know, details or, or, um, and then like, sometimes like I'll read a story that I think I knew and I'll read it from the little kid Bible and I'll be like, I need to go back and like, actually like read that again from the Bible, like the real Bible. (laughs) Cause I'm like wait a minute that that happened or maybe I don't know as much about that person as I thought I did. And yeah. so, yeah, it is really interesting because it, it gives you, it gives them like an intro, I would say, but if they really wanted to, um, like learn about God, they would have to, when they were older, I would have to go back and, you know, read the Bible Bible.
0: <laughs> right. I think that's, um, what you said before, like, imagine if you didn't read the Bible, well, for, for many people, you would just be in the dark. And that's yeah. kind of going back to that verse, those verses in Acts, where it talks about, you know, God put people on the earth that they might, um, reach out and try to find him. And it's almost like, um, the image that comes to my mind there is like you're in a dark room and you're trying to find the light switch and you're mm-hmm. sort of stumbling around, groping. And I think what the scriptures are, it they are the light switch. Like yeah. it, once you find that, like why wouldn't you want to actually turn <laughs> that on and begin to see right. exactly what God has revealed about Himself? Um, but another thing that can happen if if you If you've been around the scriptures, but you have not really read them closely for yourself, Mm -hmm. is you can have these, these caricatures. You can have, you can know the stories, but not really. Right, right. And you end up with a, many times, um, a completely different view. Like when we study Jonah, Mm -hmm. you know, um, oftentimes Jonah is presented as the hero of the story. Yeah. And yet when we studied it, I don't know, how would you describe?
1: (laughs) It was a little rough around the edges. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Was. And the book ends like with the book, he still hasn't come around to seeing things mm-hmm. the way that, that God wants him to. Now maybe he got there after the book that we now have, but um, it's actually kind of a sad story about a prophet who delivered God's message, but never really got on the same wavelength as, as God, at, mm-hmm. at least in, in that particular book. So, yeah, so we can end up with these, um, misunderstandings of God and his plan because we have, um, a partial or a, a character, a caricatured understanding of, mm. of the scriptures. Right. So I want to give a couple of resources and we'll put these in the show notes and in the, um, the video description for those watching on YouTube. But, uh, the first of them is we've got a video over on the YouTube channel that, um, that just breaks down how to read the Bible. It's like mm. a five-step five way of reading the Bible that will help you understand and get more out of it when you read it. So definitely um, check that out. And then secondly, there I would encourage people to get on a reading plan that yeah. helps them read the whole Bible in a year. It's, it's very doable. If you read about three and a half chapters a day of the Bible, you'll read the whole Bible in less than a year.
1: Yeah, and the structure helps. Like,
0: and the structure helps because, like, instead of just trying to figure out how am I going to do that, you just you do what the plan tells you to do. You Mm -hmm. read those passages.
1: Yeah, it kind of breaks it down, so it's not so like overwhelming.
0: Exactly, and it just helps keep you on track. So, there's a um, the Bible app U version is available Mm -hmm. on all smartphones. I would encourage people to to download that. Again, we'll have a link. Many of you probably already have it, but. In that app, there are reading plans, and one that I would highly recommend is called the Lookout Plan. And it's it's I like it because it helps you read through the Bible in a year, but it also uh, allows you to read in different places each day. Mm-hmm. And so you'll read in the Old Testament, you'll read in a Gospel, you'll read in the New Testament, mm-hmm. and and that's great just for giving you a little bit of variety each day as you're reading. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a resource that that I hope people will check out. So any, any last thoughts from you on Revelation, some of what we've talked about today, questions that you think might be helpful for people?
1: Mm. Covered it all? I think so. <laughs> I'm trying to think, I'm drawing a blank.
0: <laughs> that's all right. So if I would just recap this whole conversation on Revelation, it's that the God we find in scriptures, the God who exists, the God of all creation is a God who wants to be known. Yeah. And he has initiated, he's gone out of his way to reveal himself to us. We won't figure God out apart from his revelation. Just like if you just stare at a stranger, you're Mm -hmm. not going to really get to know that person. In the same way, if, if you don't pay attention to what God has revealed about himself, you'll miss who he who truly is. So mm-hmm. God reveals himself, but we have to respond by, by seeking him and, and paying attention to what he's revealed about himself. And the best way to do that is to, to read and listen to his words in the scriptures. And we've tried to share a little bit about how those words came to us through the prophets, but then ultimately through the Son of God, Jesus himself. Mm-hmm. And what the apostles passed on to us about his his life, his message, and um, his his mission. So, I hope this uh, has been helpful for those of you who are listening or watching. I hope that this idea of revelation highlights the importance of the Bible. The, the Bible isn't just something that we should read because it's it's a good deed or mm-hmm. or it's um, it's a good thing for us to do. It's essential because. Mm-hmm. That's how God has chosen to reveal himself. And that's how we respond in faith and pay attention.
1: Yeah, that's awesome.
0: All right. Well, we're going to keep doing this as long as you're willing to, uh, to <laughs> put up with it. But I really appreciate you, you coming on. I know it's, it's kind of a new thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having me.